Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go. All right. Go ahead. The time is now. Let's do it. Here we go. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning, my dear friends. Welcome to another day and another show as we try to get over the hump. My name is Ike Wingate, and this is January 10th, 2024. On the way, a record-setting venomous spider discovered... Caught doing good, a $2 million lottery ticket winner that happened on Christmas. We'll be talking law in studio with the team from Thurman and Flanagan. And elephants eat Christmas trees. Who knew? We'll get to all that and more. Also, a Florida city is requiring pet exercise. It's a new city law. And a fight broke out over a gratuity policy at a restaurant. All that's coming up today brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call them 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays. Carissa Alvarado from Us is the Duo is 33. Sarah Shahi, who is Shaw on Person of Interest, is 44. Chris Smith, Daddy Mac, a.k.a. the sole survivor of Crisscross, is 45. Brent Smith of Shinedown is 46. Jermaine Clement, who played Oliver Bird on Legion, is 50. Brad Roberts, the lead singer of the Crash Test Dummies, is 60 today. And Evan Handler is 63, who is David David Duchovny's friend, Charlie on Californication. Sean Colvin, who had the 1997 hit Sonny Came Home, is 68 today. Pat Benatar, hit me with your best shot, 71. George Foreman, 75. Rod Stewart is 79. It's National Cut Your Energy Cost Day, National Milk Day, and, huh, coming up this week is National Kiss a Ginger Day. I don't make this stuff up. I just read it. In uh, this day in history, in 1949, RCA introduced the 45 RPM vinyl records, which made the 7-inch disc the new standard for records. In 1956, Elvis recorded Heartbreak Hotel. Masterpiece Theater premiered on PBS in 1971 on this date. The very first Wendy's Where's the Beef commercial aired. On this date in 1984, Fraggle Rock debuted on HBO in 1983. The movie The Hand That Rocks the Cradle hit theaters on this date in 1992. Lorena Bobbitt went on trial in Virginia. Those who know, know. Uh, That happened on this date in 1994. 
The Sopranos premiered on HBO, running for six seasons on this date in 1999. High School Musical, the soundtrack, released on this date in 2006. Fergie married Josh Demel on this date in 2009. They split up in 2017. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. A yawn lasts for around six seconds. You can time yours to see if you are above or below average, I suppose. The only fully grown bone in your body at birth is the ear. The ear bone? Is that what that's called? I don't know. I guess the cartilage of your ears, though, continues to grow forever and ever, right? I mean, until you die. Yeah. I mean, if somebody was born with the size of ears like that I have right now, you you might want to return return the baby. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, too too far. The chances of giving a, uh, getting a cavity is higher if you eat candy slowly throughout the day instead of eating it all at once than brushing your teeth. So the chances of getting a cavity higher if you eat candy slowly throughout the day or, you know, a little bit at a time throughout the day rather than eating gorge, binge, whatever you want to call it, um, and then go brush your teeth. It's better for your teeth, I guess. Okay, there you go. Expectant fathers can sometimes experience a sympathetic pregnancy where they have symptoms like backache, weight gain. <laughs> that was true with every one of our kids. I gained I gained weight. I mean, my wife was eating all these delicious snacks. I mean, you know, don't want to leave that just to her. You know, got to help her out, right? Uh, as well as strange food cravings and nausea. This has also been found to happen in some species of monkeys. <laughs> Sympathetic pregnancy symptoms. There you go. And the space between your eyebrows is called the glabella. Glabella. Starts with a G. Glabella. Some don't have a space between the eyebrows. That is what's known as a unibrow. And finally, uh, as well as being a famous Looney Tunes character, the Tasmanian Devil is a real animal that's only found in the wild of Tasmania, Australia. It's the largest carnivorous marsupial in the world. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Are you afraid of spiders? Well, this next story is not for you. Yeah, starting 2024 off in a scary way. A gigantic spider was discovered in Australia. It's 3.1 inches from foot to foot. It's the size, it's actually bigger than a baseball. Experts say it's the largest known male funnel web spider. And it wasn't, you know, discovered by a scientist out looking for it. It was some random person that came across it. And the worst part, it's poisonous. Very poisonous. Funnel web spiders are the most venomous spiders in the world. The venom is packed with 40 different toxic proteins, and its raw venom is the only way to make life-saving anti-venom. The spider's been named Hercules, and he's living in a wildlife sanctuary in Australia. Yeah, leave him there. The spider keeper there said that Hercules has some of the biggest fangs he's ever seen. And they will use Hercules Venom to create anti-venom or anti-venom. 
Anyway, this thing is the size of a baseball. It's black, and it is nasty looking. So, anyway, there you go. Record-setting venomous spider discovered in Australia. So, if you're taking a trip there anytime soon, you might want to look up some of that anti-venom. Anyway, hey, it's okay. Yeah, okay. We're, we're fine here. There's no spiders here like that, okay? Everything's fine. Good morning. You're fine. Everything's fine. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. Well, I know Christmas was a while ago, but can you think back to your favorite Christmas gift this year? A guy in D.C. gave his wife a Powerball ticket for Christmas, and it hit $2 million. Yeah, it was for a drawing that happened on December 2nd, and he didn't check the numbers. They didn't actually find out that she was a winner until Christmas Day when the when the lottery ticket that was wrapped up under the tree was opened and they eventually checked it. Oh, I won! So kind of weird, you know? What if you hit the big jack- the jackpot, you know? A three-week-old ticket. What if she hadn't won? It's a ticket. You know, here, here's a losing lottery ticket. The drawing happened... You know, three or four weeks ago. Anyway, it doesn't matter because that's not what happened. She won. She hit the jackpot. Two million dollars. And this guy is the most popular Santa Claus of all. That is caught doing good. You got a good story out there. Let us tell it. Email the story to show at IkeWingate.com. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. A Pennsylvania family's home was set on fire by their pet pig trying to stay warm. This is the homeowner, Margaret Painter, talking about how the fire was started by this little pot-belly pyro pig. His home was under the porch. I had added extra hay for him because I knew it was going to snow. He had a little heat light there in the front. See where there's a little board right there? And he uh, must have knocked his hay into the heat lamp and caught the house on fire. That little rascal. The pig is being treated for some burns. They said it smelled a little like bacon. Okay. Uh, Also being treated for inhalation, smoke inhalation. And the family, though, is going to be just fine. They were completely unharmed with the case of the fire started by the pyro potbelly pig. That's stranger than fiction, everybody. Good morning. And we are back talking law with Wade Williams in studio again with Thurman and Flanagan. One of your areas of focus is estate planning. So can you give us an idea what people ought to be thinking about in this realm? Well, it's great to be back with you. I um, have been doing estate planning for 34 years now. And generally what I've found is that there are a few myths that folks come into my office sometimes believing. Estate planning is a broad category that really addresses everything from a power of attorney to wills and trusts. Most people, when they come into the office, are looking for some way to deal with what takes place when they pass away. And that's really what this category would be all about. The problem that people have is that they hear terms out in the community and they give them a meaning when each one of these instruments that we create in in an estate plan is very specific in its purpose and what it can accomplish. So that person who believes they don't need to deal with anything because their parent had given them a power of attorney before they died may not understand that that does not have any impact after the individual has passed away. The belief in the communities that I work in that a will avoids probate is pretty prevalent. 
People will come in and, and be shocked when I tell them that the will is literally just a tool that the probate court uses to guide them. So those myths are something that, that I can address when I visit with somebody about that estate planning issue that they've got. I start every one of those meetings the same. We sit down and we have a conversation. I don't require people to bring a lot of documentation. They can, and I'll review it. But mostly what I want to do is I want to learn about the person. I want to learn about what their needs are. And then based on those needs, begin to provide them with the options that we have available in Arkansas. Arkansas is actually relatively progressive with regard to some of its estate planning tools. We have some things that can truly be beneficial to folks in minimizing the cost of their planning and simplifying things when they when they pass away. But each tool is very specific with regard to what it accomplishes and how it does so. I like to walk through the pros and cons of each one of those uh, instruments because there is no perfect plan. They all have an upside and a downside. Some of the downside is just some of them are more expensive, but the the ones that are less expensive generally are very uh, narrow in their focus. I try to talk to people about those things, make sure they understand what the options are, and then based on those options and their goals, put together something that uh, actually will work for them and take care of their concerns when they pass away. Yeah, that sounds like exactly what's needed because it is, uh, I like how you said that, you know, there's advantages and disadvantages to everything and then really just talking through what makes the most sense for that individual. Extremely helpful, Wade. Thank you for explaining that. Look forward to future segments where we talk a little bit more in depth about some of these aspects because estate planning has a lot of different factors and we want everyone out there to know exactly what it all entails. And so we look forward to having you back here talking law with Thurman and Flanagan. Thank you, Wade. Thank you. Well, I know it's uh, probably a sore subject asking about tipping because everywhere you go, uh, someone's asking for a tip, right? I mean, you you literally, I don't know, what? You go to help yourself at a self-serve kiosk and they ask you if you want to leave a tip. And you, I, I don't know. There's all kind of places that are asking for that tip line, even though you do all the work, whatever it is, right? It's built into the software, but, you know, they turn it on. And so, you know, it annoys people, right? Well, can we still agree that tipping waiters and waitresses is something that we should do? Of course, they're actually doing something. A group of 10 people went out to eat at a seafood place in South Bend, Indiana called Wild Crab. And they had a scheme to try to avoid leaving a tip. That's just rude. Like a lot of places, the restaurant, because of the size of the party, automatically added an 18% gratuity as long as there's six or more. So the 10 people split up into groups of five and sat at two different tables and pretended they didn't know each other. I mean, this is the ultimate in cheapskate, is it not? It sounds like they weren't quite sneaky enough with it because employees caught on and added the 18% gratuity anyway. It caused a huge fight. They demanded to speak to the manager. Then someone in the group pulled out some pepper spray and used it on the manager and then used it on another manager while being kicked out. The restaurant called the cops to file a report. Paramedics treated the two people who got pepper sprayed. No word on charges yet. This sounds like a scene straight out of Curb Your Enthusiasm. They literally split up to avoid the gratuity, to avoid giving a tip. I mean, the ultimate cheapskate move ended up in a huge fight, and pepper spray was administered. 
Some people will do anything to avoid tipping. Yeah, you should always tip your waiter and waitress. Come on. It's the right thing to do. Good morning. Well, do you ever find yourself getting home and your dog wants to go on a walk and you're just a little too tired to take old Rufus on a walk? Well, in Florida, in this city, you could get in big trouble if you don't. Yeah, you could go to jail. Deltona, Florida, 20 miles north of Orlando, has just passed a new law that requires dog owners to provide their pooch with daily exercise or else. It's part of a new set of mandates designed to uh, prevent animal cruelty. The new law says that animals must be given appropriate daily exercise, but it does say that the right amount of exercise depends on the dog's age, health, and breed. A little bit of government overreach, I would say here, right? I mean, you know what they're trying to do. They're trying to help create healthy pets, but I don't know that this is the right way to do it. In other words, a two-year-old border collie needs to get out there and run, but your tiny Pomeranian might be getting a decent workout just running around the house. Anyway, I don't know that someone's going to get in trouble for skipping the occasional walk, but if somebody turns them in and says they never walk their dog, they're going to send the uh, Deltona... Florida police after you. I don't know what the penalty is or anything like that. It just went into effect. They really like the uh, the rules there in Deltona, Florida. So anyway, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You better go walk your dog or else book them, Dano. And today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law online at ozarkjustice.com or give them a call at 479-253-1234. Well, there's a bit of post-Christmas cheer on the menu for elephants and other tenants at the Berlin Zoo. They're chomping down on Christmas trees that didn't find a home. The tree treats were unwrapped last week in what has become an annual event where elephants go to town on these Christmas trees. They tore off branches with their trunks and either gobbled them or tossed them around inside their enclosure. The bison, the European bison, also nestled into the trees before starting to munch on them. Yeah, who knew? Elephants love to chomp on Christmas trees. There were some reindeer there at the Berlin Zoo as well. They sniffed and played with the conifers. The zoo, though, only takes fresh, unsold trees. They don't actually take used trees, and they don't accept trees from the public, even though I'm sure people just drive by and dump their Christmas tree off the road. If it's any indication of of what you see along the roadways these days. But uh, anyway, Berlin Zoo elephants. Who knew? They love Christmas trees. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I thought the deer were bad enough. I plant loblollies and things like that on my property and come out, you know, three days later and they're all gone. I I think my wife and I planted like 50 of them back in the spring and then this this is what happened. So anyway, anyway. Apparently, elephants do the same thing. All right. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it. Listen to it. It's a longer form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. 
Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review. Rate us whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us, hit us up, show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.